Queen's lunch. Queen's lunch. Queen's lunch. Oh no. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back to the number one podcast done on a balcony wins lunch. I'm your host and your friend Spencer and I'm very 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 excited to be back into your ear canals and back on literally the most professional, uh, the most lucrative, the most hot, the most famous and to be honest right now the most rainy balcony in the world. It feels so good to be back. We've been away for a month but we always come through. We always come through, don't we? Matheson is literally playing two weddings today, so I'm coming at you solo, but not to worry. I have a lot to catch you up on. He sends his love, and he will see you next week. I feel like I'm always coming up with uh, excuses for Matheson um, because he's a poor planner. Um, I'm just kidding. He just literally plays 50 shows a week, and I don't have that much free time, and I always... He, he's just never available for me because he blew up and he's so famous. He acts like he doesn't know me anyway. We're back and, um, God, where do I start? Uh, I'm pregnant. I'm just kidding. I just, I just want to do, I, I want to like be, I wish I was around. I was doing YouTube during like the clickbait era because this episode would just be called I'm pregnant exclamation point dollar sign. Um, I'm just, I'm a dramatic little bitch when it comes to everything. And, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I am drama. Uh, I missed you guys very much. I'm glad to be back on here. Like I said, I have a lot to catch you up on. Uh, I've been jet setting. I've been jet setting. Um, I hadn't played a show in a few months and I finally got the opportunity to do not one, but a couple shows, um, a couple different kinds of shows too. And that's been really great. Um, also I, I'm not exactly on a balcony, but everything, every episode comes with, it's just gotta, it's gotta simulate a balcony if you will. And I am in my guest bedroom, but there is a balcony about, um, a foot and a half from me and the door is open and it's raining. And if it wasn't raining, I'd be sitting out there right now because it's the number one podcast done. Just don't. I don't know what you want me to say. I don't know what you want. I'm drinking a coffee. I'm feeling good. Let me tell you about my travels. So, you know I'm an Elvis guy. I live and, live and die Elvis. Um, I went to Memphis for Elvis week. So, this is what... I, I had quite a travel schedule. I booked this Elvis week stuff a while ago. I booked it... Uh, they booked me, man, months and months ago. And then the OC fair came up and I was like, is there a way to do both? And the only way was to be there for Elvis week, leave and come all the way back to California and then go back. So what I did was, uh, I went to Memphis for about four days. I left on like a 5am flight the day of the show at the OC fair, came back to California where I came from. Played the show, woke up, flew back to Memphis, and uh, then I just got back. Um, I'm sitting in the middle of a hurricane. Sitting in the eye of a hurricane. I think it's a Bridget Mendler song, if I remember correctly. Um, so Elvis Week was amazing. 
I did a lot more than I thought I would even do. I I was the judge for the ultimate Elvis tribute artist contest. So like when you think of Elvis impersonators, you think of like an older guy on like a cruise ship, d- just phoning it in doing karaoke Elvis. These guys are unbelievable. I could not believe what I was looking at. They're like in shape. They've got like, the hair, the sideburns, the suits, there's every era of Elvis. Their voices are absolutely incredible. It's just a whole other caliber. They're the best in the world. So I was a, uh, I was a judge, um, with a, with an NBC executive. His name was Richard Ross. And then a, a Sony music guy. His name is John Jackson. And then the other judge who I became really close with was this woman named Linda Thompson. And that's Elvis's girlfriend, uh, for about four and a half, five years in the seventies. So I got, I got some very cool stories from her that I will never repeat because I don't want to, but that was very cool. We judged, uh, the top, we, the top 15 in the world came in and, and they had people from, I'm not kidding. Every corner of the world, South America, Australia, New Zealand, UK, uh, uh, Scotland, which is talking about UK, um, Japan, I mean, everywhere, Germany, um, it was absolutely incredible. It was so cool to see Canada, which is America also kind of, um, yeah, it was, it was very cool. Then we got it down. That was the first night we saw the, the top 15. Then I judged it down to, we judged it down to the top 10. Um, and then the night was over, but I had a show. So I played an unplugged show, uh, with my, with our friend, everybody on this podcast friend, Dean. Z. And let me tell you about Dean Z. He is um, maybe the nicest guy ever. And I wouldn't be surprised if he's a serial killer because he's so nice that um, I'm kidding. He would never serial kill anything except for a bowl of cereal. Um, He is the nicest guy in the world and the most talented guy in the world. And uh, we had such a fun time. And, you know, Graceland in general, when I go there, it's kind of like it's kind of like a place where no, nobody knows me. Right. Like once in a while, someone might say hi to me or take a picture or something, but it's pretty much like I can do, I can just kind of like cruise around. I made so many Elvis fans, like Elvis fans that are now my fans. And it was so cool to feel that way. And, um, some of the older ones are aggressive to say the least, but I enjoyed every single bit of it. And, um, I'm just so blessed to be in in that to have all those all those new music fans and they're all checking out my stuff and let me say my my facebook is the one that's popping off because that's where a lot of those fans are but i will say that i'm walking around the hotel and graceland and everything and i see so many younger people and they're all fans because of the movie so shout out uh anyway the winner of that contest is this dude named cody danath and he's such a nice guy and he's so talented and he won and he won $20,000 and this like golden belt and a contract to go perform for a year, which is really, really cool. And congratulations to him. Maybe we'll get him on sometime. Uh, I put a jumpsuit in the uh, museum at Graceland. So if you, if you are close to Memphis, stop by and go see my beaded jumpsuit. It has its own display and it looks fabulous, fantastic. And Shout out to Angie Marchese for that. I 
I mean, what a cool, like, a kid that started singing because of Elvis. Now I now have a jumpsuit in the Elvis Museum, which is really, really cool. I'm wedged between Post Malone, Shawn Mendes, and Blake Shelton. So I'm in good company. It's feeling good. Life is everything. I've made it. So I'm quitting uh, music right now. That's all I really wanted to happen. I'm done. I'm done. It was the funnest week of my life. I can't wait to go back there. It's just a special place. And I just, I love everything. I ate the same Cobb salad for 14 meals without complaining. And, um, God, it was so much fun. But also leaving, it was sad to like leave in the middle of the week and then come back a day and a half later. But the reason I left is because of the OC fair. And now this is, was a classic Spencer show. Like it wasn't an unplugged or like a special Elvis week show. This was OC fair. Um, we kind of did like a take on the, in his mania set, but we mixed it up a little bit threw in stuff, a little bit different order. And it was such a good time. Also, if you're wondering, if you went to that show and you're wondering why I didn't cuss, it's because I would have gotten fined every cuss word. So that's why I didn't sing the song bitch, because there's not really a way to sing the song bitch clean. Um, believe me, I tried to come up with different versions, but I just couldn't come up with a version. Oh, I'm a witch. But then like there's, look, I'm just, I've, I've got a sailor's mouth and there's just no way around it. So, um, Sorry for not living my entire truth, but I wanted to make some money. But uh, I had such, such a good time. It was like I hadn't performed in, I mean, since April 28th. So May, June, July, like three and a half months without performing. So it felt really, really good to get back up there and shake off the rust after like a couple songs. And then I just, I got, got right to it. Had a new green plaid outfit that looked like a Christmas suit and everything felt so good. I, I was really nervous because fair shows are hard to sell tickets to in general. It's just, it's, it's harder than to like a venue show, right? Because you may say, oh no, there's a fair there, but it's just, it's harder to get people in the gate and then in the fair and then in the show. It's more easy to get someone in a venue. So I was so impressed with like the 700 of you that showed up. Thank you. I love you to death. Way more people than I thought would come. And I feel like that's now just what I say and about every show because I'm just, I just underestimate myself. I don't know, Jack. Um, it was so fun. I had so much fun hanging out with everybody. I tried to say hi to as many people as possible. I'm sorry if I if I couldn't say hi to you. Um, we're getting in trouble for being there late, but I made sure I went out, even though they said we don't have time. And I said, okay, I'll be right back. And then I walked out the front door um, and said hi to some of you guys. And I I appreciate you so much for coming. It was such a blast. It was so good to see you. And I mean, you could tell I wanted to see you because I jumped in the crowd like a few times. I just, I just, I cherish you. I love you. You're the reason I do it. And, um, shout out to you because you're the best. And I hope you liked the show. I can't, I want to do more fairs, dude. Fairs are fun. They're fun because you can like, like we're literally in the middle of like all these rides and shit. So I, I was just, I didn't do any rides, but I did all those games where you threw stuff at balloons and shot water guns and shot basketball. And it was just really fun to do for a second. Um, I had also never been to the OC fair. So that was cool. Uh, thank you for streaming chicken little, by the way. Thanks. It's got the most streams ever, ever in existence. 
I've, I've just never had a song that, and, and this is definitely, this is definitely like what it's like, right. To have, to have a, a big artist on your song or a reputable artist on your song. Um, it just, it kind of changes the game and it, it just helps get new eyeballs. My, my, all my, all my numbers on streaming are, are just like multiplied by six and, um, it, my my Spotify's not working, but I'm trying to see how many streams it has. But it's got a lot, dude. And this is just and it's going slowly. This is also just Spotify too. So I don't even know what it's at everywhere else, but I think it's probably right behind. Um, and on Spotify, it's got 1.3 million. That's our first of all. That's a lot. But second of all. The song just came out. Like the song came out on July 14th. It's been one month. One month, 1.2 million, 1.3 million is pretty freaking crazy. Uh, it's a new record for me by far. So thank you for streaming it. Thank you for supporting. Um, it's really, it's, it's, yeah, it's cool to have a song with such a big artist as Megan Trainer. So cool. I'm loving it. I hope you're loving it. Keep making your romanticizing life TikToks too. I love seeing those. I feel like it's a perfect song for that too. Like I feel like it's it's just it's just it, dude. It's just it. Also, this episode is brought to you by the official tequila of Wins Lunch and Everything Spencer Tequila Comos. I want to give a shout out to Bill from Tequila Comos. Um, for sending a bottle to Elvis week, uh, for us to enjoy with all the Elvis people. It was, it was specially delivered to my hotel. And, um, first of all, it was delicious as always, but I had so many new people that are like, Oh my God, why is, where is the burn? And I said, there's not going to be a burn. It's just going to be very delicious and you're going to love it. And, uh, long story short, now they want to do an Elvis tequila collab with tequila comos so give me my share of money and we'll make it happen i'm kidding but shout out bill i love you so much that would be my dream come true if that happened tequila comos go comment on their instagram and i can get more money i'm just kidding kinda um yeah so i'm doing all this traveling right like so much traveling and I, I go to, I'm in Elvis week. I go to, go to the OC fair. I play the show. We get done. Like we're like leaving at like 1230 and my flight the next day is lit is in 11 hours. And we're in the OC, which is like an hour change where I'm from. But I decided the prior week I was like, I, I'd rather just like sleep at, cause I'm flying out of LAX to go back to Memphis. I'd rather sleep at a hotel at LAX. Because one, it's like 25 minutes from the OC and I can just like get in my hotel and go straight to bed too. When I go home and when I'm on tour and I like stop by home, like in the middle of tour, it kind of throws me off a little bit from travel. Like kind of, it, there's like, there's just shit at home, right? That, that like you need to get done or I'd be like, oh, I better just do some laundry or I would just be up long or I'd make sure stuff is taken care of. And I'm like, you know what? Our cat sitter is at our house sleeping. I want to, I'm going to get a hotel. So I got a hotel at LAX. Now 
I'm not going to shit on any brands here because I, because I've stated, I have stayed, this is just a, this is a singular hotel. Um, just so you know, it, it's a four points by Sheraton. I have stayed at a few of those that I have absolutely loved. I stayed at one in Minneapolis, loved it. I stayed at one in Dallas, loved it. Although my favorite hotel in Dallas is Hotel Indigo. Basically what I'm saying is that for all four points are not bad hotels. They're great. This particular one, and actually the weird part is I think there's two at LAX. There's two four points. I just trust, right? I get a text from my manager. I do. Want to, do you want me to put you up the four points, the Hilton, the and the four points might have been the cheapest or something. And I was like, yeah, yeah, it's cool. Like whatever. They have a gym. Cool. Keaton, our good friend, is driving the Sprinter. He drops us off. We get out of the car at the at the share at the four points. I open the we open the Sprinter door, and we kind of step out, and it just I don't know how to describe it, but it's a weird vibe. There's a bunch of trash cans that are like overfilled with trash coming out of them. And just like so many people like walking around outside like of the lobby. And I'm like, what? It, what is, that's weird. Maybe I'm just really tired. Um, and I just finished a White Claw. So, you know, maybe I'm just cruising. And we're, walk, we're about to walk in and this guy like gets out of his car like kind of aggressively. But like comes up to me and goes, goes, hey. And I'm like, hey, he's like, I'm Kyle. And I was like, hey, Kyle, uh, I'm Spencer. And and all the boys are kind of like, what's happening right now? And he goes, so do you guys do music or something? And I was like, uh, yeah, yeah. He's like, okay, what, what, what kind of music do you do? And I was like, oh, it's just like kind of like pop music. And he's like, okay, so like, what do you do? And I was like, uh, music. And he's like, no, no, like, what do you do? And I was like, oh, oh, I sing. Is that what you're... And he's like, oh. Well, two of these floors lost air conditioning. <laughs> and he gets in his car like nothing happened and sat in there. And so like, and I'm not kidding. It was like this, like it was this unhinged and weird. So I'm like, uh, what? And we just turn around. We walk in. And we're like, what? That's the, that's very strange. Really, really a weird start. Keaton says goodbye. We have our bags. We're going to the check-in counter and there's a big ass line. And the first thing that we all notice, it's 1245 at night and there's a five or six year old kid by himself on like the lobby computer. And I'm like, this is a weird vibe in here. And there are people walking around the lobby in their socks. And I'm just like, it, it just given like, I'm just not sure what's happening. I feel like I'm in a dream kind of. And so we get to the front and the guy, like any night hotel person, I get it. I get it. It's just being, it's just being an ass. He's just like really, really short and he's not, he's not into his job, which is fair, which is totally fair. I mean, it's almost 1am. No one likes to be working at 1am. I get it. And we get our rooms. He sends us to a tower. This is a giant hotel. So we get up to the tower, we get up to the sixth floor and we walk around the thing so many times and we're like, we don't know, our room number is not showing up. So we go back down and may I add the elevator, I'm not exaggerating for the story, the elevator was the scariest elevator I've ever been on. It like bobbed up and down in between floors and it really felt like it was going to like just release. And so we get down to the floor, we're like, hey man, the the number is not there. And he goes, oh, sorry, uh, wrong tower. 
We go to the uh, center tower and it happens again. Our number just isn't there. So we walk down and to be honest, I'm a little like it's 1am and I'm a little like annoyed. I I always try to give like service people the benefit of the doubt because I hate like one of my biggest pet peeves is when people scream at restaurant people or like are just like assholes to restaurant people. I'm like, bro, shut the fuck up. Can I fucking cuss on this fucking thing or what? Anyway, um, so we get down and I'm like, hey, dude, I'm sorry. I'm really trying to be like calm here, but our room doesn't exist. Are you sure this? And he's like, oh, you're in the South Tower. And I'm like, man, maybe, maybe you shouldn't work here. I don't say that, but I'm just thinking like, whatever. It doesn't matter. It, the hotel is just like kind of like it just smells bad and it's kind of shitty. But we're like, OK, the room could be cool. We get up, we walk around. Guess what? No room number again. But then we kind of see a little sign. And Maddie goes, oh, no. And she, like, looks close at, like, where the uh, room number would be. And the numbers had been peeled off. And someone wrote with pen, 692. So we're like, all right, here we go. Guess this is it. And you know when doors get waterlogged? Or like get some like humidity and they and they they like kind of swell and they're just like hard to open through doorways. We were dealing with that and I was like, and I finally busted open and I just get hit with like hot air, um, and just like cigarette slash skin smell. <laughs> Do you know what I mean when I say that? It just was like the grossest scent ever. And I look on the wall and there's like. There's like black streaks from, I don't want to know. Uh, and it was just like, I mean, it was, it was, it was a nightmare and I sit down on the bed and we kind of start having a little panic attack because we're like, dude, I, I don't know if I can do this. I really don't know if I can do this. And then finally we find a Marriott that's a block away. Also the bed was a stone. It was just a rock with a cover on it. Uh, we find a Marriott, we walk to the Marriott, we walk in and we say, Hey man, do you guys have any vacancy? And he go and he looks at us kind of, cause we're, we're kind of like flustered. I'm in my show clothes. I, I mean, like untucked shirt. Like we look kind of like crazy. I have my green suit on with my, my white ruffled shirt, all, all ruffled out. And he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys just get in. I was like, no, I we went to the four points. He goes, oh, okay. So I'm like, okay, this is known. This is known that it's just like a bad hotel. He checks us in in three minutes. We get up to the room. It's beautiful. Beautiful room. Beautiful gym. Beautiful hotel. Um, it, I had a great night's sleep. Woke up. Flew back to Memphis. Could not have been happier. It was awesome. And that's why... Don't trust a hoe. Never trust a hoe. Don't trust a hoe. But also don't... Trust me. You know? I don't know, dude. Maybe I'm just a romantic. Maybe I'm just looking for love. Maybe I'm just looking for love. I've had a great couple of weeks. It's been like kind of a reset for me. I've been writing the new album. So I've been I've been really, really heavy in that. And I kind of stepped away for a week and a half almost two weeks when I, for these travels and stuff. And I I start up writing tomorrow again, 
And, um, it just made me really excited to get back because I feel like I experienced some life and stuff like that. Cause that's the thing about doing music is that you can't just lock in the studio for like years straight. You got to experience life to, to have something to write about, to have stuff to like, to, to pull, you know, experience from. And I think for the longest time I didn't do that. I was like, gotta be in there, gotta be in there. And then I was just writing dumb pop songs. Um, and nothing real. And then I started living life and I was like, okay, there's some, I, I like this honest music. I don't have to do super hard drugs like my idols did, but you know, like Motley Crue did or like Elton John or whoever, but I can live life and experience it. I'm just rambling. I love you guys so much. It's really great to be back on the balcony. I'd say my one word for today is rain because I'm in a hurricane and there's not really a hurricane. Um, I love you guys so much. I'll be back next week, hopefully with Matheson. But for right now, I just got one question. Just one, one little question. When's lunch? When's lunch? When's lunch? You tell us. When's lunch? Woo! Oh, no.